Welcome to the show today. It is with a deep belief in the transformative power of vulnerability, purpose, and collaboration that my new friend Amy worked as a visionary leader and doer who is committed to creating positive change within the personal and professional lives of many others through digital and technology. Amy is an experienced business leader, creative, speaker, facilitator, and podcast host who is known for her fearless leadership as Together Digital's owner and chief empowerment officer. With a remarkable background as an award-winning creative director, Amy spent nearly 14 years crafting compelling digital and video content for renowned brands such as Ford, Pringles, Febreze, Pantene, Gillette, Folgers, Bior, Jurgens, Walmart, Blue Cross Blue Shield, Humana, and Fifth Third. Now, as the biggest champion and CEO of Together Digital, Amy proudly safeguards and nurtures the organization's mission of inspiring and empowering women across the digital space. With her exceptional leadership and her passion for making a difference, Amy is an unstoppable force across the industry. And as you'll see today, her core desire is to create a lasting impact wherever she goes. Enjoy the episode. Amy, welcome to the show today. Thank you so much. I've so been looking forward to this. You are such an incredible person. I really enjoy getting to know you and your community over the last few months since we first connected. So excited to talk about all of that today. Me too. Thank you so much for having me on again. It's a pleasure. Yeah, let's start with how you have mentioned multiple times that Together Digital found you versus you (laughs) finding it. What was that journey like? Yeah, I mean... Um, it was unexpected is probably the best way to describe it. Um, you know, it's funny how things come into your life at a certain point in time when you don't even sometimes realize you need it the most. Um, so, uh, you know, Together Digital is a a national networking organization of women who work in digital marketing, advertising, and technology. It was once known as Women in Digital. And, um, in 2016, I was working as a very burnt out creative director, relatively numb, I would say. I don't even know if I would know I was burnt out. I was so numb, just kind of going through the motions, doing the things, um, working, you know, my 60, 70 hours a week while pregnant with my second kid and um, raising my three-year-old daughter. And, you know, I loved my work and the work that I did, and especially the people that I worked with. But you know, the more, the higher I got in my role and the more responsibilities I received, the more isolated I felt. And I found that really odd. Um, A lot of times we are working towards a goal that is a salary or a title. And you think somehow with that comes this great satisfaction in the sense of belonging and connectedness. And I, I didn't feel that. I really kind of felt disconnected. Um, And, you know, I felt a little lost and the founder of the organization found me on LinkedIn and reached out and said, I am starting a women's organization to help support women who work in our field. Um, Here's my story. And she shared that she had had a number of sexual harassment uh, and discrimination type events happen to her. And this is right at the cusp of the Me Too movement. And while I couldn't necessarily, I mean, I could relate to her story. I definitely had been in those situations, but thank God, not at work. I actually had the opposite. I had a lot of male champions, um, a lot of male allies and sponsors that got me, you know, pretty far in my career in the way of not just, you know, giving me great uh, mentorship and advice, but speaking my names in the rooms that I was not in, giving me the opportunities to work on the projects and achieve the roles that I was dreaming of. So having them speak my name in the rooms that I was not in, being able to be given projects and opportunities and even promotions, um, you know, it really helped to have those sponsors and those champions 
um, what I was lacking was female connection. Um, I was bullied a lot as a kid in school, mostly by girls. So I kind of chose at a young age to be a bit of a tomboy, hang out with the guys. And I kind of just rode that train um, until I was in college, had a few close female friends, but just have always found it easier. And again, I was in a very male dominated industry to be working with guys. And so, um, you know, I didn't realize that that's what I needed at the time. You know, again, like I said, it's like these things that come into your your world and your universe that you don't necessarily know you need yet. But once I joined and became the uh, first board president of our Cincinnati chapter and helped to start that, did I realize I was like, oh, this is what I've been hungering for um, is more collaboration with other women, more time with other women, women who are going through the same things I'm going through. Um, but it also gave me the opportunity to learn and grow as a leader. Um, you know, I had been leading creative teams for a number of years at that point, but none of them prepared me <laughs> to be a board president of, you know, 12 female volunteers that were all very driven A-type women. Um, so I, through volunteerism, not only got to serve my purpose and find some kind of new me time, um, I also got the opportunity to, you know, really start to form strong female relationships by being a member, having a peer group, being on the board. And then, like I said, getting leadership experience that I didn't know I needed. Yeah. Very cool. I loved a couple points you made there around how you had gotten to a point of what you initially thought was a success level you wanted to achieve, but then there it was very isolating. Mm -hmm. And I think as a woman in tech, a lot of us have been in situations where like you're crushing it or mm-hmm. you're working in your dream job and you're yeah. like whoa this is like really lonely and isolating yeah. and who do I talk to and who do I connect with about this and it takes intentionality yeah. to go find those pe- those people that can be your you know personal champions mm-hmm. your board of directors whatever you want to call it um, the other point I like that you made was the tomboy blessing or curse whichever way you see it uh Uh, guilty is charged too i mean growing up playing drums and being athletic like i was just a tomboy and i was fine in a consistent community of mainly men but i realized that there's a lot of different perspectives and different types of support that can come from female connections but you have to go find it because in tech Mm -hmm. it's a lot less readily available and so that's what your community has been putting together Mm -hmm. which is so encouraging and I need to even get further involved there and start yeah. to find more of my tribe of the people that are there that can just bring a different perspective. I mean, my executive coach was a female just because mm-hmm. I knew she brought a really unique perspective yeah. that um, could help me to grow and change in different ways in my career than maybe a, a male coach would have. No, absolutely. It's one of those things I talk a lot about in tech specifically about the broken rung. Um, as women begin to climb, there's this thing called motherhood, becoming a caretaker, family planning, because it may not even be possible to reach motherhood for some women. And, you know, I think we're so busy sometimes working on climbing that ladder and making the climb that we don't slow down to look around us. And we don't realize by the time we get to that broken rung, it's like if that rung gives and breaks, who do you have to rely upon? And, you know, that's what's really unique about Together Digital is while we're all women who work in, you know, digital marketing, advertising technology, we're all human and we're not afraid to share the really reals of what's going on. We don't like to talk about success without strife. We don't pretend that we're perfect and we've got it all figured out. 
Um, it is about sharing your open and honest story and experience as a part of how you help uplift others so that they know that they're not alone. Whether they're a job seeker, a working mom, a caretaker, a middle-aged woman, a woman over 60. We've got a number of members of women who are over 60 that are still badass, top of their game, have so much to give, but then they've got the double whammy of not just the gender bias, but the age bias. So really kind of as a community, giving them that safe space to be able to encourage one another, share their knowledge, share their power freely and unabashedly and vulnerably is super powerful. And I just don't know of many other spaces I've ever been in personally that I felt the ability to do that nor witnessed it. Yeah. Very cool. Well, no topic seems off limits. I got an email today, <laughs> money and emotions. I was like, oh, cool. Like, that sounds interesting. I'd like to hear uh -huh. what that's about. Um, so it's talking about your career path and how you get higher compensation. How, sure, on the other end, how you manage your money. Like these things yes. you don't learn in school. Mm -hmm. And maybe if you do, you get, you know, one person's biased opinions or view on it. But mm -hmm. now you're exposing it to a wide community of like-minded people, other women mm -hmm. my same age, my same, you know, maybe community, et cetera, um, mm -hmm. and what their experiences are in this specific case with money and emotions, but I'm sure wide ranging topics. What are some of the, yeah. the top topics that you guys like to be consistent in communications and maybe Slack channels about? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, it, it kind of, you're right, it does range and it's all over the place. I mean, when we're talking about digital and tech, we're talking about a lot of trend changes. So obviously we're talking a lot of automation and AI right now, trying to get a grasp and understanding of how do I leverage these tools? How do I educate additional departments outside of those who are digital or tech native to understand the potential, but also the implications of certain technology? So there've been a lot of questions, conversations, and discussions around that. Um, on the kind of uh, leadership is always a conversation women are looking to have. We are constantly trying, which is why I think we make fantastic leaders, not to say men don't, but I think women are constantly looking to find ways to improve upon themselves, you know, improve their EQ, take their soft skills and, and make them be seen as strengths versus just, oh, those are nice to have. Um, so leadership's always a big topic. We survey our members every year and it really helps me outside of doing the member one-on-one -on -one and onboardings, understand what it is that the women that are within our group need so I can shape the content thereafter. So for this year's conference, we're going to be talking about workplace trauma because that's been real for the last two, two and a half years with women being disproportionately laid off being asked to come back into the office, even though we don't feel comfortable or safe with it from a psychological nor a health safety standpoint at times. Um, there's just been a lot that's happened. So we're going to talk about how to pause through uncertainty and really um, help women slow down and understand their needs from a mental health standpoint so that they can get the support that they need um, if their company's not able nor willing to provide it. Another big topic is self-advocacy. I think we do a great job as women advocating for others, cheering for others, fighting for others, but not always ourselves. So that was a big kind of topic and trend throughout the year this year as well. And we'll have a panel um, during our conference for that too. Yeah. Just this year did I learn about a creative way to be a self-advocate that I never even thought of or realized before. Oh, yeah? And it was to have something in my inbox that uh -huh. I can tag any kind of brag email to, and I call yes. it my brag box. And whenever uh -huh. I need to remind someone on my team or my boss or myself uh -huh. about some brags, 
my brag box is there. Literally never heard about it. Never thought about it. It was like, yeah. I just know, like, I just, for me, I'm a salesperson. Yeah. You hit your number or you don't. Yeah. So I was like, oh, that's really cool. And this brag box has started to fill up and it's really mm-hmm. encouraging. And nobody awesome. sees it or right. it's just for you. I do get to share it one day. Like it's really cool. And it's been helpful and encouraging to be like, oh, it's okay to brag. Yes. Well, we have a channel for that. I feel like I could say that about just about anything for Together Digital. We do have a lot of channels, which is also why I do one-on-ones and onboarding. So just be like, let me tell you the ones you need to really look at. Because there's a lot here, a lot of good conversations. And that is our wins channel. Everyone is worth celebrating. So it's like, no no matter how big or small, I'll, I'll be on a call sometimes with a member and they'll share a little win. I'm like, have you put it in the wins channel? And they're like, well, no, why not? (laughs) Or some of them get so excited now because they know the wins channel is there and they want to share, but maybe it's kind of confidential or not final yet. So they'll message me and tell me, and I have to sit on it for weeks (laughs) or I'll see it in the channel, but it's always good to see it when it comes through. Now we were talking previously about how a lot of times women in the workplace one, but also women in networking can be something that's not super equitable. And um, it's disappointing, but Mm -hmm. the stats are there. The facts are out there that this is the case. Mm -hmm. With communities like yours, you know, you're helping to solve that problem. But beyond the amazing world that is Together Digital, Mm -hmm. how are there other ways that we can be making an impact to lessen that gap for Mm -hmm. women in their careers and in the networking yeah. world to be able to feel like it's a little more balanced and fair. Yeah. I mean, it is definitely a pain point. Uh, we'll never bridge the equity gap unless we start addressing the networking gap for sure. The, m- the most, like the biggest, most current number I can find on it is that women are about 30% less likely than men to network. I believe that's a lie. I think it's much higher than that. Um, a lot of it has to do with the fact that you know, women often feel the need to prove themselves. So, you know, they tend to, you know, they tend to feel more imposter syndrome. So they're less likely to network on those fronts. Um, Also, you know, co-ed networking can sometimes get a little creepy. Let's not lie, ladies, you've all gotten a LinkedIn message at some point that wasn't appropriate or that clearly was geared towards how you look versus who you are and what you do. Um, And not saying that, you know, you shouldn't co-ed network. You absolutely should. We love and need our male allies. But it just can be like, a, it can be a bit of a minefield, quite honestly. And, you know, between that and then if you are a caregiver or you become a parent, women are still carrying the load. As far as the stats go for at home, they're doing 50% more of the caregiving and the housework still. And so we don't have time to play 18 holes of golf on a Saturday. We don't have time to stay after work for bourbons. And it hurts us. It holds us back. It doesn't allow us the same opportunities and um advances as men, quite honestly, I think a really good analogy, and it's kind of based on some, I guess, you know, uh, common culture, although depending upon your age now, I'm dating myself, but like the show Friends, uh, Rachel, there's an episode where she's at work and one of her coworkers keeps getting all these amazing projects and opportunities, and she cannot understand how and why until one day she happens to be passing the front door and notices that her coworker and her boss take smoke breaks together every day and they're standing down there and they're just kind of bantering about whatever and the topic of a new project or opportunity or work comes up and boom they're in the right place the right time 
And she's like, well, I don't smoke. Maybe I should start smoking so I can get these opportunities. So, you know, um, you know, there's a lot of instances in, in places and ways in which women don't feel welcomed to network. And when they are there, you know, the kind of networking that women are looking to do, which is usually less transactional and more transformational, um, isn't there. Um, I also think that, you know, networking can be more inclusive from a neurodivergency standpoint as well. Yeah, you kind of networked and created your own role and opportunity there because mm -hmm. I'm sure it was never advertised in a job posting of no. like, oh, we need a new CEO. No, you just oh, stopped me. And hey, would you like to become the owner too? Like it just happened very naturally mm -hmm. and the um, right place, right time and mm -hmm. passion aligned and here yeah. you are. But let's just talk about your title too for a second. Yeah. You're not just a CEO. Yeah. You're the chief empowerment Absolutely. officer, uh, which yes. is so cool. What does that mean to you? And like, where'd you even come up with the idea of that? You couldn't just be a chief executive <laughs> officer. This is the beauty of being in business for yourself, honestly. Um, <clears throat> I have a kind of a funny story if I, if I go back a ways. So when I was still a copywriter and working on, you know, some pretty big international brands, like billion dollar brands with a B, um, it was funny because I was doing all of this amazing work and I would get what was called phone promotions. This is what I call them. We get on a call with a client and they'd say, oh, we're going to, okay, well, this is Amy Vaughn, our creative director on this project. I'm like, wait a second, did my paycheck just go up? No, you're still a copywriter, but we need to make you sound important. So we're going to call you creative director. So first of all, titles mean, it sounds very contrary. It's, it is contrary to me. Titles mean nothing, but they also mean everything, right? They mean everything because when people hear them, it means something to them. To me, after a while, I kind of would get sassy and some of my former coworkers can attest to this. I would change my title at the bottom of my email signature because I kept getting all these. I was associate creative director one day, creative director another day. So instead of copywriter, I was a um, centipede shoe shiner one, one week, another week I was a penguin choreographer and like nobody ever read it. I mean, maybe they didn't chuckled, but it's like, honestly, at the end of the day, um, the work you do and the actions to me speak louder than any title. Now, when it came to CEO, um, I was never uncomfortable with the title. I didn't mind it, but what I found was that it, it changed how people, it didn't change how I behaved. It changed how others behaved towards me. Like, they were approaching me less. They were sharing less with me. They acted as if there was some kind of door between me and them when I felt there was none. And so I remember having the conversation with a close friend of mine who's also a member that I met in my peer group who would not be in my world. God love her. And she's like my biggest hype woman without Together Digital. Um, I told her, I was like, you know, I think I'm going to, once I'm the business buyout is official, I'm going to change my title. She says, why? Like, you earn that title. You deserve that title. You are the CEO. And I was like, yeah, 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 I, I agree. But there's just something in me that wants to take a different approach to this. And I don't even know exactly how or when it came to me. But um, at some point I was like, oh, that E stands for empowerment. You know, that's what I'm here for. That's what I get up and, and work hard to do every day. Um executive to me doesn't really mean a whole lot. I'm still a human. Um, you know, I run the day-to-day -day business operations. Um, but yeah, I love that it still spells CEO for those who are very, you know, uh, titles matter. 
Um, and then for everyone else, you know, the chief empowerment officer, I think just gives a better holistic understanding of everything I do, like every choice I make, even from an operations standpoint is how can we improve the member value? How can we show up for our women better? Um, how can I empower each individual that I happen to have in my sphere? Well, let's just brag for a minute on some of these people who are within your community, within your sphere, as you call it. Maybe two, three individuals that pop to mind and like really cool things they're doing in the digital world. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one of them that comes to mind is a VP of uh, operations on the uh, business ops for the tech side of um, a very large organization. And she, to me, is the epitome of... Um, what just the the new age of leadership is and looks like you know her level of emotional intelligence is phenomenal her willingness to share her wisdom and experience both personal and professional she has so much going on in her business and her personal life and yet she will you will find her on slack at least once if not twice a week and she's answering asks or she's leading a peer group um you know, she always finds time to make times for others. And I think the reason why she's one of the first people that come to mind is because that was another thing that rubbed me wrong about some other women that I met in leadership was that I got the sense that they felt I had to work hard and earn my way here without any mentorship or support from other women. So why should I have to look back behind me and go, how can I help you? How can I slow down and help you? Um, I really dislike any Anytime we withhold women from a lower to mid-level career back or away from executive women, like all we're doing is perpetuating the problem. These women who are mid to senior level need access to executives to understand what's ahead of them. Um, and so I just really do love, love, love and appreciate this member. Um, she's been around for many years and you know, like I said, no matter what she's going through and, you know, I, I talked to her and I'm like, you know, you could be doing other things, providing, you know, these types of gifts to others. And I said, why? I want to know why you stay here, you know? And she says, cause I get just as much out of it as I put into it. Like every time I help somebody, I know if I need something like this is the group that I can come to. Like, I just get so much out of it. Um, more than so many of my other groups. And I mean, she's that kind of person she's joined all the clubs, right? Um, a couple of other really badass things I've seen lately. We've got some women who are building some pretty awesome and amazing tech that are out there to help moms, that are out there to help freelancers. Um, one pair of uh, members out west actually joined forces. They met through Together Digital and are now working their way into a partnership to start their own business together. Uh, we have a group of women who are entrepreneurs, solopreneurs. Yeah, so I've been involved for a little over a month now, and I know... There's so many different ways to get engaged. Mm -hmm. There's in-person events, yeah. there's virtual events, heavy Slack users, <laughs> you have your podcast. Uh -huh. What else am I missing? What are some other areas that these women are connecting virtually mm -hmm. or in person uh, yeah. that they can get plugged in further with the community? So, so often as we're trying to rise up through the ranks, we tend to only look up and look for mentors who are in the positions that we want to someday be in, and we discount the peers and the people that are right there next to us. And there's so much opportunity for learning, connection, and growth um, when you choose to surround yourself with your own personal board of advisors that are your peers. Um, so we provide peer matching services that are dedicated peer groups that meet once a month for an hour that go through kind of our um, custom ask and give exchange. And 
some of them meet in person, some of them meet virtually, some of them are relatively new to a peer group, and some of our peer groups have been meeting for five to six years and have seen each other from kind of that mid-career level into the C-suite. And so it's really huge to see. Uh, so I really have to encourage anyone who's listening, member or not, but especially those members, because you know, you've invested in yourself and you're investing your time. Um, I cannot tell you how important it is to find a group of peers. Um, one, you feel less lonely, so you've got sol solidarity. Um, you will find solutions, I promise you, because there's always somebody that's like a half step ahead of you um, when you're finding a peer, and that's that's key. Um, ask me how it was when I was in my 20s. I could probably generalize, but I couldn't give you specifics, right? Versus someone who's literally going through it right now or has just gone through it very recently where it's still fresh. So peer groups, for sure. In-person events is still, if I'm being honest, a bit of a struggle. You know, our online community is so engaged. And then we do in-person events and, you know, it's, a, it's an iffy turnout. I think some of it has to do with people coming to the office or not coming to the office, wanting to be in person versus maybe still not being comfortable with being in person. Um, but events are just another great way. I'm even getting back out in the world. It's so easy because all of our communities is a lot focused on, you know, in person. And I'm in Cincinnati. We have a strong chapter here in Cincinnati. We do have, you know, several events a year. Um, but even getting outside of my Together Digital group and, you know, looking at other organizations and other opportunities to network every time I do, I promise you all, and I, networking feels gross. I don't, I, even I don't love it. And I run an organization that's essentially a network. I get ready to go inside and I'm like, I don't want to do this. I, I didn't mentally prepare myself to people. But then as soon as I get in and as soon as I sit down and as soon as I remember, they're all human and they're all here to connect and learn something new too. And I kind of just take that pressure off myself and just sit back and, you know, observe or start to have make conversation where I feel comfortable. Uh, by the end of the day, I'm always like, yep, glad I did that. You know, I don't know that I've ever, I mean, maybe I've just been fortunate. Um, have I ever left an event like that where I was like, damn, that was a waste of my time. Why did I even bother? <laughs> now, I'm curious because I've been listening to some of your previous podcasts yeah. and gotten to know you a little bit recently that you talked a lot about before coming into the Together Digital community, you were really burned out, lacking balance, working crazy hours and just almost in a numb state. Yeah. But now that you've done such a great job integrating work and life, I would think mm -hmm. it's even harder to find balance now because you just want to always be serving your purpose. So now that things have flipped a little bit, I'm curious how you've approached that subject and still make sure that you know, you're at all your kids' yeah. social events and that you're able to stay fully engaged mm -hmm. in your family life as well. That's a great question. I think that's another benefit of owning your own business is I own my calendar. And even if I ever work for somebody else again, I will always own my time. They may pay me for my time, but I own my time. Um, so, you know, it, it wasn't a matter of a nice to have. It was a must have, especially in the middle of the pandemic um, when, you know, we weren't having any in-person events. We weren't getting any sponsorships. We're relying solely on member dues. I mean, a lot of groups like ours went away you know, and, and stopped having engagement. And, you know, I, I could have worked myself to death at that point. Um, but I had already done that and I didn't enjoy it. And when you're in the role of leadership, I really learned that, um, I needed to slow down. I need to slow down and I needed rest 
and I needed self-care. And I know self-care is kind of a, a bit of a buzzword right now, but if you're in any position of authority, I mean, everybody deserves rest and self, you know, self-care. Um, but especially the more you kind of carry accountability or responsibility for others, and this could even be from a familial standpoint, it's not even professional I'm speaking, right? Um, I think the more time you need to slow down and spend some time growing um, your self-awareness. So that was a big thing for me um, was just, you know, taking on the practice of meditation, um, therapy. I can't speak highly enough of that. And the things that deplete me, you know, confrontation, menial tasks, <laughs> you know, other people's deadlines and expectations because mine are already high enough. Um, so kind of spending probably the last two or three years getting to know myself better at 42 than I have since I was probably 10 years old, um, has been what has kept me sane. So I feel like one balances, it's like riding a bike. It's, you're never perfectly balanced. You're always a little this way. You're always a little that way, whether you realize it or not, it's just about understanding where momentum needs to be at certain times in order to get you up the hill, down the hill. Um, so I'm never really, not really worried about balance as much anymore. Um, because I know I have the autonomy and the ability to protect and preserve my time to take the time that I need for rest. Yeah. Amy, you're such an encourager and so good at empowering your community. Have loved having you on the show today. For those that don't know the community yet, it's Together Digital. Check it out. There's actually an initial free trial that they offer, yep. and you get to have an onboarding session with Amy, so you'll see a familiar, friendly face. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Yeah, I love that you've joined and that you're checking out the community and just helping us get the message out. Awareness is the biggest thing. There's lots of groups kind of like us out there doing it, and I love talking to and working with others' women's groups, so if you are one and you want to chat, like, let's talk. We have to work on this and got a lot to fix together. Um, so the opportunity to collaborate, I always love, but yeah, if you're looking for community connection and the ability to grow your career all at the same time, yeah, I can't think of a better place. <laughs> I love it. We'll send all the information into the show notes, all the links where you can find together digital and get plugged in. So thanks, Amy. We'll see you again here soon. Thank you.